everybody. It is Trying Unicorn here with a very special interview guest. It is Teddy. You have seen him on my channel twice now. Interviewed the first time when he showed up to the sex club Oasis Aqua Lounge as a virgin of many things, not just sex, of kissing, of blowjobs, of things like that. So now fast forward, it's been several months and I ran into him again recently at the sex club, put a video up about that, got to interview him then. He's got a story to tell, first of all, one I've like I've never seen before, but the way he tells his story is worth him giving a whole hour, if he needs it, to tell us his whole story, however long he wants, where it starts, you know, before he walked in that day, and then how his life changed after, and we're going to go through it all. So are you ready, Teddy? I am ready. We're Hello, gonna go everyone. We're gonna, <laughs> let, let's go deep. Let's so, Teddy, first of all, uh, how old are you, and like, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello everyone. I am 23 years old. I'm from Turkey. I'm an international student at a, a local university and I'm studying in a STEM field, but I also, you know, dabble a bit in English, dabble a bit in some adjacent stuff, things like that. You were a virgin up until recently, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, what date was that? November 1st, 2022. And you walked into a sex club that day. Now I don't want to start there. I want to start even the day before. Use all the time in the world to tell us what it was like to build up this experience to even walk in. Because everybody on my channel, the constant question I get is they want someone to go with them. They just can't seem to get over the hump of one of needing to go alone. And I need you to tell them how you did it. Okay? Okay. I suppose sociology is as good a place to start as any. We live in a patriarchal society. We live in a society that treats men a certain way and treats women a certain way, people of all, the, all genders in manifold different ways. When our society does this, it creates certain expectations in and about people. These shape how we view ourselves and the people around us and the world around us in multiple ways. I am a cis heterosexual man and I look as such. I pass as white. I don't have a visible accent, so I am not racialized. People do not notice that I am from a different country until I fit, like, verbally tell them I'm fairly tall, I'm fairly bulky. All of these things shape my experience in ways I can but, and cannot articulate. So this is something I have to preface my entire story with, in that if you are not part of, part of the same demographics, there are part of the story that might not appeal to you or that might not relate to your experiences or your considerations. If I were of a different gender, if I presented myself differently, if I belonged to, you know, different demographics, my experience could have been much different, and I might not have done any of this at all. Even though there are pluses and minuses to, like, being any, in any kind of demographic, I will overall say that I have a stupendous number of privileges afforded to me, unfortunately, by virtue of my apparent race, by my gender, my sexual orientation, my gender... Like, the nuances of my gender and sexual identity, and so forth. With that caveat, I will need to describe myself a little and what my mindset was like before, like, you know, let's say the week before the, the monumental event, the deed, even. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> the world turned upside down. A lot of things. Essentially, I'm a cis man, and I've always been very sexual since puberty. And that sexuality has mo had mostly, up until recently, been shaped only by what I found on the internet. And I do not just mean extremely mainstream stuff, the sevenletter.com site, everybody knows, like not that, not just that. I have kind of, you know, gone, gone down like, I wouldn't say the deep end because who knows what deep ends there are that I haven't heard about. But 
I kind of cultivated my own spaces. I, you know, found like a bunch of subreddits that I like, stuff like, like, I like reading stories, I like voice stuff, things like that. And those are the kind of things that have kind of shaped my idea of se my sexuality. And that's how I had been able to explore anything thus far, because I was a virgin. And I will admit, especially in retrospect, I didn't realize now that I had been putting a lot of pressure on myself to have sex. I would be constantly asking myself, you know, when, when am I going to have sex? Like, who's going to be with? Like, am I going to die a virgin? Which is pretty dramatic, but it is the kind of question that I ended up kind of asking myself, you know, day after day, hour after hour. Because this kind of intimacy is something I have always been yearning for very deeply. Until very recently, I hadn't gotten any of that at all. And I had put a lot of pressure on myself. And as per my preamble, part of that is, you know, my own personality and hopes and desires and aspirations. Part of that was that I think, like, you know, society perhaps, perhaps places an expectation on men to be promiscuous, especially early on, relatively early on in their lives, and, like, or want to be promiscuous, which was true in my case, but nevertheless. And I feel like that also kind of added to the pressure. I feel like it felt like it felt like it's like you know like losing one's virginity seemed like a part of manhood or adulthood. I was like fundamentally missing out on something, which is definitely not true. You can have a completely fulfilling life without having sex if you choose to or if you don't choose to. It's it's not a must. And I know that like I wasn't entitled to any kind of sexual experience from anyone. So it, I I will stress that this wasn't a situation of me being like okay when will I get it it's my right no it's just it was it was a very earnest hope and desire so I would put it but never an expectation from anyone uh, up until a week before I'd lost my virginity I never kissed anyone I'm interested in women so let's say I never kissed a girl right I never you know I'd never been on a date. I'd never had sex, never been hit on, anything like that. On the internet, I'd found a lot of, you know, like intense, you know, kinky stuff. I'd been exposed to a lot of intense things. But in terms of pun not intended, hands-on experience, I was sorely lacking. I like your puns. <laughs> Thank you. We should have a, a teddy pun board and we should count them. As we you should. You could keep a tally. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. I'll do it. That was the kind of mind frame I was in, and having sex was something I wanted very, very, very much. I hadn't known that Oasis existed, because I ended up walking by it, which is, I think is a funny story. They have this, like, a 3 size paper that's like, oh, like, Oasis Aqua Lounge is this, ta-ta-ta. And I was like, oh, that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up researching it a little bit uh, when I learned of it. Expensive for straight men. So, like, there were, I had a few reservations, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I just kind of filed away, filed it away, way back in the recesses of my mind. Now, coming up to this day, like uh, I'd found out about Oasis months ago and forgotten about it pretty quickly. I had a midterm on November first. Okay, interesting. I am a master master procrastinator. Okay, <laughs> so the day before, I'm like, okay, I need a way. Like, I need to get my mind off of this. I'm do I've done all the studying I can. Which wasn't much, but it's all I could. And I was like, okay, I need flush my mind. Something that was new, something that would completely take my mind away uh, from my current worries. And I remembered Oasis. And within a few hours, I actually thought, you know what? I need an adventure. I need something completely new. And so I decided to go. First off, I looked close to an STI clinic, so I went there, asked for some advice, asked if Are I need to get tested. STI clinic or a sexual yeah. health clinic? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to an STI clinic. I live very close to one. So I went there and they told me if I hadn't, ha hadn't had any sexual encounters, I didn't need to get tested yet. I tried to arm myself with some knowledge. You know, I, I learned a bit about condoms. I got like a, like a whole bag full of condoms, which, which is great. That's proving useful in my life. That was kind of all the prep I did. Took a shower, brushed my teeth, mouthwash, yada yada, and boom, out the door I go. I'm a fairly close oasis, so I, I arrived there quickly, and I arrived there really early. It was like 5 p.m. or something thereabouts. Maybe even like 2 p.m., like maybe even shortly after they opened. I convinced myself real quickly, and once I convinced myself, I was so jittery and excited about going that I couldn't really keep away. So I just like tossed a book in my bag, and I was like, you know what, worst comes to worst, I'll go read a book. So I go there, and I'm like, like, you know, heart's beating out of my chest. They're like, okay, so here are the ground rules and stuff. You know, I, Oasis is like, and main entrance is like pretty nondescript. It's not like a, like a fancy entrance. It's like, it's just like a door, like an unmarked door. It's like a small panel besides. Anyway, so I walk in and like, you know, there are like a few stairs and I walk down and like, okay, like there's like a second door before they let you into the club proper. And that's where you kind of like, they kind of vet you. Like, okay, like, have you been here before? Do you know what kind of place this is? Yada, yada. So they do that. And then, like, you know, I agree to the terms, I pay, whatever, 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 and then I'm in. And here's the setup, right? Kind of set the stage, when you walk into, through, like, into Oasis proper, it's kind of like a long, narrow room, roughly speaking. On the left-hand side, you have a bar, a well-equipped, very nice-looking bar. Across from you, you have some, like, couches facing each other. Uh, and in front of that is, like, like, a pole. And then off to the right, you have... Entrances to the sauna, the, the first floor bathrooms, the entrance to the pool, the stairs upstairs, going upstairs, and so on. So that's kind of the place. And then smack dab right with an eye level. The first thing you make eye contact with when you like, you know, face the club, like go in through the door and face the club is a monitor playing porn all the time, mm -hmm. which I think is great because it kind of sets the expectations for what kind of place this is because it is like the TV in a barber shop. It's completely silent. 99.9% .9 of the time it goes unacknowledged, but if you're bored, it proves to be very absorbing. <laughs> I see many uh, to it, yeah. Yeah. It's a cool setup. They tell me my locker number, so I go upstairs, I enter the locker room, drop off my stuff, change into a towel, and I meet, I think, I met my first person there. She was this trans lady, I believe in her, like, I would say maybe late middle age, like, uh, like 50s, 60s. And we had a nice conversation. She was like, oh, hello, like, what's your name? And we, you know, we talked a little, and I, and I did talk to that person quite often throughout that night. It was nice. One of the first friends I made in this kind of entire scene, this kind of entire world that I had kind of plunged into. I immediately realized I was pretty comfortable with being nude or, you know, just in a towel. It was yeah, immediately, you know, felt pretty comfortable. And I just kind of went downstairs. The next few hours were relatively unremarkable, you know, talked to some people. Talked to the bartender who had their titties out. Also a great first impression, I must say. People trickle in very slowly in the mid-afternoon into Oasis. You'll get like one person maybe every 20 minutes or something like that. And about two-thirds of the time, there are people who will, you know, like walk in and immediately go to the dressing room. And especially if you're, you know, if there are a couple or something, sometimes you won't see them at all, at all again. So... It, initially, it proved to be a bit challenging to kind of introduce myself to people and get to know people. But, you know, the night moves on, right? I tried the outdoor pool. The o Oasis has a heater outdoor pool. That's why it's called the Aqua Lounge. It was bloody splendid, I must say, just in a completely, like, you know, just like a non-sexual non way, like heated outdoor pool. Must have sensory experience, I think, for just about anyone willing to engage in that. 
and I skinny dipped. Like I was naked in the pool and that, that in itself proved to be an amazing experience as well. It's like a huge bath, and, but you can, you know, talk to people, have a nice chat. You're not alone with your thoughts, which is sometimes a plus <laughs> compared to a bath. And you know, I met some people in the pool, people were doing stuff in the pool. And it was a, kind of like a nice general introduction to like the kind of like, like the charge in the environment, so to speak. Like the, you, people will be doing things like this and that's what they're here for. And that's kind of what you're here for. And it was kind of a nice way to kind of like warm myself up to the cold currents, you know, the warm, beneath the warm surface waters, if you know what I mean, like the cold rejuvenating currents that can just maybe carry away. That was kind of the setup. And I, I thus spent my first few hours in Oasis just kind of easing myself in, you know, talking to people and, you know, having conversations, having conversations about a bevy of different things. Uh, you know, I made small missteps during those, those conversations. You know, sometimes I told like I was too close to some people and told to step away, which I did. Oh, okay. So like, stuff like that, I, you know, propositioned someone like, may I like, you know, like do something in particular with you? And they said no, because, you know, I kind of like, you kind of seem like you're kind of in it for yourself. And I respected that. And I thought, you know, like you might be right. It's my like, first time here. I might be like in the wrong mindset for now and stuff like that. So I had some experiences, you know, navigating and negotiating and respecting consent. And like, it was my first time having these experiences as well. And I'm glad I got to have them in an environment where these concepts are paramount. And I suppose for, of those for, yeah, of, yes, hell yeah. Like that's where, where tank top comes in. Exactly. Consent is sexy. I would have realized it very early on if I hadn't known already, but I will stress that I knew this. Like I was not experienced, but I would say decently well-researched. Although consent isn't a research thing, it's a basic decency thing. It's a thing of like seeing the other person as not, not just a body, but as a person. Anyway, I digress. But the point is I, you know, had my first experiences, like even if not like they were in sexual encounters, I had my first few experiences, you know, negotiating consent. And I think that was a really valuable experience for me. It was a really valuable beginning into this fray, uh, into this new chapter of my life. You see, people had been trickling in this whole time. And like, I'd been engaging myself in conversations. I was mostly downstairs because, you know, people are at the bar and stuff like that. It's a good place to meet people. And like, you know, I'd sometimes go out to the pool, come back, warm up in the hot tub, go back into the bar, see if there was anybody to talk to, go back into the pool. Yeah, yeah. I had like a little circuit thing going on for, you know, meeting people. And it was fun. It's surprising how quickly you can get used to, like, monitors playing porn all around you. <laughs> and naked people around you. I know. No. And, you know, I'm not thinking of my midterm at all, either. Which is what I was there for, so mission successful already. Again, setting the stage, it's like 7 p.m., right? Like, it's like, there's starting to, like, become some, like, ambient noise of, like, people are, like, talking. Or, you know, letting other parts of their body do the talking. Things are starting to heat up, and I'm kind of, like doing my routine again, you know, I'm going around, but now this time I'm going upstairs, you know, seeing who's in the dressing room, like not engaging them there, but like just seeing like kind of who's in, who's doing what. Oasis has several other rooms upstairs. There's like the, something they affectionately call the ballroom with a huge screen where they hold events. There's like, like this like huge, like kind of like set of couches slash beds. But I was basically doing the rounds, so to speak, finding people to speak to and stuff like that. And on one of these rounds, I believe the phrase might be, I struck metaphorical gold. <laughs> the moment before the pin drops is this moment. Look into the ballroom, and there I see a, a handful of gorgeous, breathtaking, mesmerizing ladies talking on the, on the colossal... You know what? I'll just call it the giga couch. I'll go, to, go up to them. One of the women 
dare I say, perhaps the most charming of them all. <laughs> Hopefully you're talking about me. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, I was talking about you. Uh, so one of these ladies, right? She has her fist in like kind of like a droplet shape. You know, all the fingers are together. It's like, oh yeah, it's like, it's like muy bellissimo kind of thing. You know, like, it's like someone making like an Italian caricature. It's like that kind of hand shape. And it's like weirdly glossy. Her hand's weirdly glossy. Uh, I thought that was lube at first. Mm. I recreated it for you. Did you notice? Oh, you completely recreated it. That's amazing. I did. I put the condom on. Amazing. (laughs) Yep, that's exactly what it looks like. That's exactly what it looks like. I think that moment when I first saw you doing that, that's going to be like... One of, like, the five moments that's going to flash before my eyes as I die. Uh, that's hilarious. It's like, I think <laughs> it would be top five. Bye, Teddy. It was great to know you. Want to sit your ass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm coming to that. I woke up to this gorgeous lady. She shows me her, again, bizarrely glossy fist. And she says, do you want me to fist your ass? That is the best greeting I've ever heard in my life. Um... And that was also the moment my life changed because, you know, I thought about it and I thought about it. And I, I think it, t- it took a few seconds. I was horny and I was adventurous, reckless, one might say. But in this case, I'll wear that label with pride. I thought about it. I don't know how long it took externally. Internally, I think it was like three and a half parliamentary sessions between the three b- brain cells in my brain. Um, <laughs> I thought about it. And then I was like, you know what? And then I realized something. I reached an epiphany in that moment, which I think I will carry for the rest of my life. I realized there are two kinds of ideas, okay? There are two kinds of ideas. There are good ideas, and there are good stories. And I thought, you know what? I'll do this, if, even if it means I'll get a good story. And I said, yes. If you want, you can do that, but you should know I'm inexperienced. And then she giggled. She started laughing. She was like, uh, this venerable woman... I wonder who she is. She she was like, hey, I was joking. I'm not going to fist you out of the blue. <laughs> I was surprised that you came up and accepted. And I was like, oh, wow, really? I just, yeah. yeah. That lady was our, uh, our gracious host, to be perfectly clear. I was like, I was joking. And I do not still quite remember uh, what kind of emotional reaction I had to that. I think it might have been like, I'm not sure there's a word for it in the English language. When I said, oh, I was joking, I felt at first I felt a flash of disappointment because you had decided for to say so- yes to something. And I felt vulnerability belief beneath it. Now, I'm an empath, so I can feel things like this relatively naturally. But yours stood out. Your energy like was stood, like in the whole room of people was the only one I could feel because it was the one that was was there for that mm. for a certain determination or something. And so when when you said yes to be fisted. And then I kind of giggled because it was a joke. I realized I was also laughing at somebody who had just sat asked to do something sexual. And the sensitivity in, in, in me realized no matter who that is, I better be careful with laughing at anyone in a sex club. So, right, you don't want to embarrass anyone. So that was when I immediately stopped laughing. And I was like, oh, you actually meant that. And you were like, well, yeah. And I was like, oh, have you done that before? And you were like, no, I'm a virgin. And that was like the beginning of the rest of the story. So yeah. You can take it from there. That, yeah, that's kind of how things bounce around. It's it's funny. It's funny how it happens. It starts off with a fisting joke, and within three sentences, you're talking about virginity. Uh, funny how that goes. Anyhow, so we, we we took to talking. We took to talking. I believe it was like four ladies there and myself, and I, we kind of talked. 
and you showed me how to put on a condom. It wasn't my first time seeing it, but it was my first time trying in front of you. Well, I couldn't do it because I was anxious, I think. Um, I did try to, I did try it on a water bottle and I think that worked out okay. I couldn't do it on myself, but I tried it on a water bottle and it turned out okay. So I was already learning stuff and I was having an absolutely splendid time. Much of this night is a blur. The one thing I remember from the conversation is kind of its conclusion. And the conclusion was this. You telling me, if you don't get lucky tonight, come back tomorrow and maybe, just maybe, one of my amazing friends will want to pop your cherry. I do not remember the reaction I had to that either. I also do not remember much of the next 16 hours. I had my midterm. I kind of went in, bombed it, came back out, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to Oasis. Uh, but like, that was fine. I think that's like a funny part of the story. That, like there's this midterm and it gets completely sidelined. I bombed my midterm and I'm like, okay. So I, I was either going to need a celebration or a distraction. And now I need a distraction. And I now know what works as a really good distraction for me. So I went back into Oasis. Second time in two days. I'm a bit more comfortable this time. I'm way too early again and stuff like that. You know, I still meet people. I have conversations. And then comes the moment when I find you again. An important thing about Tuesdays at Oasis, and it was a Tuesday, is the DTF night at Oasis. What does that mean? Well, among other things, it means that a lot of women come there to get gang-banged on Tuesday nights. And it's kind of like a free-for-all throughout the entire club, fewer restrictions than usual. It is a very specific kind of vibe that I will not insult by trying to describe with words. It is, you have to be there, and I'm afraid that's kind of the, the end of that. But one thing leads to another, and you lead me upstairs, and it's my first time being upstairs, which is usually not allowed for single men to come in. Tuesday's nights are one of the few exceptions. When we get upstairs, the first thing we did was there was an orgy room, which is like this like big room, red light, like red lights, and it is like mattress wall to wall. It's an amazing place. So we, we went in there and then you introduced me to a lot of your friends. And then we had a kind of, I guess, what you one might call from the outside a negotiation session, where you kind of talk about talked about what we were going to do, how we were going to do it, what people's boundaries were, what people wanted to achieve, and you know who people were, what what they sought, and like what they needed, in a way. And that was also a really impactful experience for me because it is important to see something like that. It is one of the most honest, earnest, and mature kind of instances of communication I have ever seen. So that made an impression on me from the get-go. And then you but took out your- attention, though, I was in my orgy, co orgy director capacity. That I was, yeah, you were. And I was just about to get to that. You had your like orgy director like bag or like fanny pack, which I think is one of the greatest pieces of fashion I have ever seen. Uh, and I was like, oh, so, okay. So like, this is the kind of person I actually got, like got myself acquainted with. And that was also kind of a moment of awakening for me. Like, okay, wow. So this is something like, in, like something by the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes, but wicked in the good way. And so we got to talking and, you know, we set boundaries and we kind of like talked about what would happen. And like, we got everybody's enthusiastic, willing consent, free consent. And then we moved on to the play area. This is where a lot of things happened. I think once I walked in, I didn't walk back out for like three hours. I'll kind of have to piece what, what happened in there back together. It's like, it's kind of like, again, I get like flashes. A lot of it is like impressions of all five senses. 
a lot of it is like vague memories of unutterable noises that were made. You know what I want to do? What do you want to do? Watch the vlog together on here. Oh, you know what? That's a great idea. He came in a virgin tonight, right? That is true. You had your very first blowjob tonight. That is true. First time fingering a girl. That is true. Eating a girl out. That is true. And sex. That is true. And you got to have a beautifully wonderful experience. Did you not? I did in every respect. It was also my first kiss that just kind of got first kiss too. Yep. Awesome. So how do you feel like you're going to be different tomorrow when you wake up? What's going to be different about your life now that you've done all these giant new things? And not only that, he did it with people watching. He did it. He also had like his first threesome, like even though he wasn't in touching the man. This guy has had a lot of firsts tonight, and most people don't get that with their virginity pop. So you have a story for the books. I hope that you go home and sleep well on that. I was being silly and I put a condom on my hand and it looked like this and I was walking around being like can I fist you in your asshole like I was just being silly and this gentleman behind me I didn't know him but I asked him if I could fist him and he comes back at me a few moments later after pondering it and he's like okay I'll, I'll, I'm open to that or something along the lines and I and I at first I was like giggling because ring any bells then for you oh yeah so we kind of foreshadowed bluntly a lot of what happened in that room Here's how it starts, okay? So, first we start gathering the men. It's easy. It's like, it's like throwing bread into a pond, honestly. It's just like, you know. It's like, there's like one naked woman there, and like, boom, there they are. I don't even remember how, how, how that many men appeared so quickly, but they do. That's just how it goes. That's what everybody's there for. So, I'm kind of watching this, and I'm like, oh my fucking god. I don't think there's, I was thinking anything else. I don't think I was thinking in coherent sentences. I was just kind of... Taking it all in, pun intended, a couple people started to fool around next to me. I was like, hmm, so this is interesting. I'm sitting here, very much enthralled, captive audience, you know, and there are two people fooling around, like, within, like, you know, arm's reach of me. And that was an interesting experience, and I'm like, wow, this is cool. This is fucking neat. This fucking rocks. Uh, this fucking comma rocks. Um, and then the gangbang started. There was a lady there who was kind of there for this very purpose. Another very determined soul. And she started off. Yeah. This, this guy of Valentine. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, she was having a gangbang. And I got to witness this for a little bit. And then with, you know, with some guidance, some encouragement, I got to join in. The first thing I did that night, the first kind of experience I had the first sexual experience I've had, the first sexual contact I've had with someone, with someone ever, was getting blown in a gangbang. <laughs> and how do I even put this? Like, I don't think I can top that sentence, but it's like, you know? Yeah. Well, it's it is weird. You think you cannot top that, but you can. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it's like. So it was like this, right? So, like, this is how a real human back normally looks like, right? Like, maybe a little slanted, maybe a little bent like this. Well, as soon as I felt a mouth there for my first time, I went like, ooh! I was like, oh my god, okay. Uh, yeah. The hand will never compare. I'm sorry. But, yeah, the, the lonesome hand lost its venerated throne that day. In that moment, I was like, ooh! Okay. It was an experience. It was an experience. And then I didn't tell her that it was my first blowjob until after. And then we thanked each other, which I think was cute. Which I think was cute. 
And and then like you know after like you know I did that for a little while, I, I went back, I sat down, and then you know like next to the lady being gangbanged, uh, there is another lady who's just like into being watched, as I recall. So she was just like having like a one on one encounter thing, well just in the presence of other people. So like I'm watching that. There's another incredibly attractive lady next to me who's like you know screaming to high heaven like she's trying to deafen the angels and i'm just you know again i'm taking it all in and like i'm just like okay so i just got blown like you know mind blown penis blown it's just blown it's just like i felt like the fragments of a balloon just like it's like oh okay okay how Okay, so I'm supposed to, like, move on after this. Like, I'm supposed to, like, come back down to ground zero somehow. That happens, right? And then I process that for a little while. The next few minutes are a little bit... I think I was just observing for a little while. Uh, I learned about, like, the red bands on the floor that you kind of have to, like, like stand behind. Stuff like that. Okay, I think I might have helped out with, like, getting some people, like, lube on condoms and stuff like that. Anyway. You run I scene too, so you got to be invited in behind the red lines, too. To oh, watch. yes. I got invited behind the red lines, and I got to see it, like, kind of, like, very firsthand, very close up. And thank you again for that, because that was an incredible experience that I don't think anybody else would have given me. Yeah. So thank you so much. I was just way up in the clouds, cloud nine. I was just kind of like, oh, like, it took me some time to kind of get out of my brain back into, like, the real world and kind of enjoy what was happening around me again. Gotcha. I think it was just euphoria. And so the scene's over. And then, you know, I'm looking around. I'm just like, that was fucking great. And then like a couple of people were still playing around, but the man had mostly dispersed. Like that specific scene that you were running was over, I believe. And then you arranged me with one of your lovely friends. First you were like, I, I might not have someone available tonight. And I was like, sure. And then a few minutes after that, like I was still, you know, observing, having a good time. And then you came up to me again and you were like, Hey, so one of my friends is billing. Are you willing? Are you okay to do this? Like, is it too intense for you? And it was not too intense for, for what it's worth. Um, while it was like an intense experience, it was an intensity I felt prepared for and really welcomed. It was something I had needed. It was something I truly enjoyed. One of my fondest memories of the last few years, at least, if not ever. That entire scene. And so, you brought over one of your friends. And then, may I say her name? Yeah. All right. So you said, this is Amelia. Amelia is going to take your virginity, if you'd like that. And I said, yes. And once again, I have to do the historian's work of piecing together what happened from fragmentary remains. But, essentially, I kissed a woman for the first time. You know, I, I kissed a woman's lips, both lips. For the first time, mm. I fingered a woman for the first time. You know, lubed her up a little first, and then, and then you know, like, was like like one tentative finger, and then you know it was two, and I was like, ooh, <laughs> and then I did the thing, and like I don't think I remember that moment, but like I think that's because I was born in that moment. Mm. Let me explain. Uh, so the moment I put my dick inside someone's pussy for the first time. I don't know if I remember the noise I made. I remember that you remember the noise I made. I felt like I had stepped on a live wire in a good way. <laughs> it's like you want the cobalt, but you can't. So you're just like suspended can I do animation. The sound? Can I do the sound? Yeah, do the sound. Do the sound. 
All I remember, because I was leaning over my friend, um, Amelia was here, and you were here, and I was coaching you. So mm -hmm. you would show me a condom on your dick, and I would look at you, and I would say whether or not it was down enough. So we had a coaching dynamic. And so when you put it in, I was we right did. there. And you were like, oh, like, it was just this, oh, what is this? Like, that's the feeling I got from you. That is the sound of a new man being born. That was the moment a lot of things in my life changed. The experience itself, I actually do not remember all that much about, uh, partly because of the intensity of it, mm -hmm. partly because I think this is a good time for uh, an intermission that I have been meaning to make this whole time, which is that I have trouble getting and staying hard, and I, and I have trouble performing it, and that's because of some mental health-related medication mm -hmm. I am taking. I don't know which one, because I take a handful, and like... I want to stress right now, now that I mentioned this, that nobody has ever given me shit about this. Ever. I have gladly pleased people without that. Like, without, you know, performing down there. I have gladly been pleased. Like, since you lost your virginity, you've had sex, right? So many Oh, times. yes. No, we were going to get to that. <laughs> Wink. Yes, but you're, you're, you're explaining experience. And I want to mm -hmm. make sure people understand that you didn't have experience until you lost your virginity, though, right? All of this that yeah, you yeah. is later. Yeah, no experiences whatsoever. Not no kiss, no romantic hand-holding, you know, nothing. Not, not, not a date, not a hand job. Like, nobody had ever seen my dick before. And so, you know, blowjob gangbang. And then, you know, I lost my virginity. And, and then I was like, you know, uh, not, not even that, but like, it's indescribable. I don't remember it. My my brain my, my brain blanked. Okay, my brain blanked. That's that's just how it is. After that, like I I couldn't perform very much. So after a while, I was like, okay, like I don't think like you know, I don't think the ship's sailing. But I like like in the sense that like you know like it's this. It won't become this in the foreseeable future. I I, I can tell sometimes. And then I was like, a lot of guys can tell, and it's like a false. They give us false hope sometimes, and they're like maybe you know so. Yes, but at that point... No, I was like, okay, like, it was like, okay, okay, like, I, I, like, okay, it's not no need to force it, and I was like, okay, like, okay, and then, that was kind of the end of that, so, like, again, uh, okay, so, like, blowjob gangbang, done. It's a Tuesday, it's just a Tuesday, and then, you know, lost my virginity, kissed someone, it was, it was pretty much a threesome, even though I was kind of lost in my own little world, but at the same time, like, it was technically a threesome, so... Lost my virginity, first conlingus, first time fingering someone, my first kiss. So again, I've run out of fingers already. Was she a good choice? She, she was an excellent choice. She was, I think, a great fit for me. And like, I apparently called her goddess and stuff. I don't remember this. Like, she is a goddess, yes. Yeah, so she is a goddess. Now, like, I, I definitely agree. It's, it's calling a goddess a goddess, nothing more. It's just, I don't remember doing it. <laughs> uh, anyhow, so we talked, talked about it. And then that was kind of it. She was an amazing choice for me, and I had an amazing time with her, and I will be eternally grateful that was my first experience. But it was just amazing. It was incredibly fulfilling. And, um, and I think I only told you this recently, but later that night I had another encounter with a third woman, mm -hmm. and she basically just gave me a hand job for like about 15 minutes, and it was incredible. I couldn't get off, but that was probably like a performance anxiety thing. And, or, you know, like depression or like medication thing, whatever. The thing is, like, I'm almost grateful I couldn't like on because like, I think she might have rubbed my soul right out. Like she had actually studied penile anatomy and was talking about it. And she was like doing this stuff in cycles. She had like a vibrator and like, like she, she had, she had lube, she had like condoms, she had a lot of stuff. And like, honestly, I was like, holy shit. Okay. So like, 
to add insult to injury, it's like my hand lost the competition to a mouth, which is fine. It is like a completely different experience. And then it lost the competition to another hand. It's like amazing night for me, bad, bad night for my hand. And then that was kind of that night. And, and then we had that interview that we watched. And then you said you were wondering what, what would happen to me after I went home that night. So here's the first thing that happened. I was floating on clouds for less, at least a like week, probably the next month because of what happened. Uh, my psychiatrist, which I, whom I saw the day after I lost my virginity, was worried I was having a manic episode because I was just that excited. I was like, yeah. And like, it was just because like, I couldn't stop thinking about what had happened. It was just that great. And then something more permanent happened. And I think this is the amazing part. This is my official answer to that question you asked on that night. I was in a sense reborn. All this pressure I talked about, or the pressure of you know, promiscuity, sexual performance, the eternal questions of whether or not I was desirable, they melted away. It is surprising, it is indescribable what a diff transformation that is. Yeah. Uh, like to go from, okay, like will anybody ever want to do it with me to I just, I just got blown in a sex club during a gangbang and then did like five different firsts with one woman and a handjob for good measure. Going from that to that, gave me a boost of confidence I never realized I needed that much. Like, having that kind of, you know, respectful, consensual, loving experience. Transformative is the only word that can do it justice. I walked in a man and walked out a new man. I have had much more confidence since. I have had many more sexual encounters since. I have met people. I've gone on a date. I've gone on a couple dates, actually. You know, I've had sex in public again. I've had sex in private. I've been to a BDSM session and got bound and spanked. I have experienced a lot of new things uh, since then. And all of that is thanks to those two nights that I shared with you. Isn't that interesting how you unlocked yourself in a way that night? Yeah. From whatever it was that you had been self-locked into. Yeah. And I think a lot of people can relate to what that feels like. Yeah, it is a lot of pressure, both because I think we as humans tend to, tend to all be too rough on ourselves, but mm -hmm. also because our society puts a lot of pressure on us in sexual matters in manifold ways. Yeah. You know, like, like have sex or don't have sex or like you can have sex, but you cannot enjoy it. Or like you can have sex, but you cannot talk about it. You know, it's yeah. it's a lot of stuff that like, you know, a lot of, like, everybody suffers from to some degree. Personally, I now feel freed of that. I, I can use these experiences I've had and recall these memories, and now I can push back against this kind of learned helplessness much more effectively now. Because I have had these experiences to affirm me, affirm my values, affirm my desires, and uh, the things that make me happy. So I guess if you could wrap up the whole experience and you said it's a rebirth, what is it that changed in you that you could pinpoint? Long story short, how I viewed myself. How you view yourself. Okay. Yeah. Here's the paradoxical thing. Despite the change in transformation, like despite like the magnitude of the transformation, I should say, this is not a matter about like being virgin, being completely different, being a non-virgin. I'm the same person, mm -hmm. but it is a matter of being able to weave yourself differently. It's this, like, it's the idea of experiencing this intimacy that let me be much more compassionate towards myself and, like, doubt myself much less. And that's ultimately what freed me. Wow, okay. Wow. And do you think it was just the sex or do you think it was the environment? 
the people, the chance you took? Like, do you think it was a I think I think the biggest element was the people. I think the people I met, the people that helped me, the people that fucked me, they helped mm -hmm. me the most. Because it was, you know, their respect for my consent, their respect for my, like, you know, circumstances and desires and needs. That's what did it. I think that's what it's about. You can have, that, like, that kind of environment and bad, bad experiences. You can have, you know, have sex and have bad experiences. But I think it is impossible to have these kinds of people and have bad experiences with them. Because... Mm -hmm. They make everything. They're the reason all of this is worth it. Oh, that's true. You're the reason all of this was worth it. I mean, we really just took to each other. Your willingness to be an explorer at, at mm -hmm. whatever cost, essentially, which which was the attitude I got from you regarding your asshole. You, you were, it's a big fucking hand. Um, and so I really thought... Let's let's match because I'm a matchmaker in my heart, right? And that's what I do at the mm -hmm. club sometimes too. And so for me, you were the most perfect match because I could help you bang off a lot of things and with the right people, right? Instead of just you know letting the wind guide you to where it goes and hope that it goes well, you know I was like right there. I was you know mm -hmm. able to help, and so it was just fantastic. And I know that um, R and Amelia and uh, and a few others were, were all taken by your story that night. They were all part of this. They they sat with us and, you know, talked about how to put the condom on and things like that. So we had a whole team of people rooting for you. What was that yeah. like to have a bunch of, like, mature women, which is something you also said that you had a, a thing oh, for? Oh, it's like I'm very into. And, like, I'll be honest, more specifically, being taught the ropes by older women was like, like I've had that fantasy for the last half decade. So it was dream come true very much. Very much a dream come true. I don't think I can do the words justice. Maybe something like, oh, will, will suffice. So do you have any advice for somebody who is also a virgin who thinks, I don't know how to undo this, -ness, this virgin is if they want to. Um, I know that you speak a lot about the pressure being artificial that you created in your, in mm -hmm. your head and stuff. But if you popped that pressure by having sex, you wouldn't have known that. Right. So you're speaking. Mm -hmm. It is, your it is a paradox. Right. So you can speak from both sides. And I think that's what I'm trying to get you to too, is, is speak on the other side of, you know, you're a man who has sex now a lot and can share to someone who's still struggling on the other side. What could you tell them to build one more brick into the bridge or whatever to cross, you know? Okay. So I think the biggest thing still for me was finding my space. This was my space. People who are kind of open about things like this and people who are open to experiences like this, and people who are mature enough to be able to navigate an environment like this, that was what I needed. This might not be the case for you. Most people I know would need like an intimate environment, an intimate person, perhaps someone they've already established an emotional bond or a longer term trust with. And that's something you'll have to figure out for yourself. The second thing I'll say, which I don't think I've stressed enough is, you know, as a virgin, uh, and just, just because I'm depending on my own experiences, especially if you're a male virgin, you deserve so much, so much self-compassion that you don't realize you deserve. Yeah. The, the pressure we put on ourselves or, you know, the inferiority with me, we might feel, and I'm saying this because I did feel inferior, especially mm -hmm. because as someone like who was, like, I guess, relatively early, sorry, relatively late uh, at, like, 23, uh, mm -hmm. because, like, that seems to be the perception. I waited until I was 23, but it was the right space of mind and with the right person slash people for me. And it was worth it. So rushing is not the answer. Going to a nightclub and like, you know, trying to boing someone 
you you might never see again, that doesn't have to be it. I think not rushing it is worth it, and I think we are all more desirable than we think. That's also something I want to stress because I thought I was not desirable, and that is simply untrue. Mm -hmm. It is. We all get in our own way a lot in life, don't we? We do. That's why it's good when we recognize it because then we can just you know get out of our own way and practice what it's like to to support ourselves. You know. And yeah, I think in a society like this, loving and loving yourself, and you know having sex and finding intimacy in any form, finding intimacy in any form and fulfillment in that and strength in that is a genuine act of rebellion. Mm -hmm. And that is something I will wholeheartedly support always. So, I mean, I've seen the change in you myself. So has the, some of our friends, you know, your confidence was showing. It was just uh, crystal clear that you were, you know, well comfortable in your skin, uh, which is something that I think the lifestyle gives a lot of us. It's not just the sex, yeah. it was the lifestyle, it was the acceptance. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and, and I'll say, I think you summed it up perfectly, actually. Look at the confidence, look at the stature, this is a new man. Those three sentences have lived inside my head since you uttered them because they rang really, really true. So not only did you have this crazy sexual experience, you had it documented on a YouTube video randomly, right? And so now you can yeah. show your friends and be like... I have. Right? What did they say? Did they believe you before the video? Uh, they kind of believed me. Because, uh, <laughs> like, I, I make dirty jokes a lot. Sometimes they will be too honest for dirty jokes. So they would be like, okay. Like they, ex they would have expected that kind of thing of me, but I was like, hey, so this is what happened. And then I post the video and then like, you know, all my friends just kind of like th that, like that friend group that I shared it with just kind of went ape shit. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I warned my friends. I'm like, okay, so here's it. But like, the thing is you will see me in a new light. You will see me in a new light after this. It's up to you. If you want that, I don't give a fuck. Like I'm proud of this, but like, it's up to you. Yeah. Like some people have watched it. Some people haven't. Yeah. Uh, that's just how it goes. And Oh, that video is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. I sometimes open it and watch it when I like need a confidence boost. Yeah. Uh, when I need like a little pick me up because I'm like, yeah, things like this happen. And then I remember that I'm the luckiest son of a bitch this side of Lake Ontario. <laughs> and it's just funny though, because I, I keep saying to you, like, you know, you fell into the most perfect alignment with, with this execution of all of these things happening. And I just, I don't see a lot of luck that, that, that often in someone's life. And so, you know, we'll never not necessarily know why, but it's more about when something's right for you and, and it, sometimes your life can find you when, even if you're not looking for your life, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it's hard to explain that, but when you found yourself in that sex club, you might've had a different idea about the, the feeling of a sex club or how you feel mm -hmm. inside or out, but on the outside you became a more whole and happy person regard, regardless of whether your dick had experienced or not. And I think that was unexpected likely for you. Right? Yeah. Like it, I did not perform in a conventional way mm -hmm. and it still felt transformative. That is definitely something to stress here. The expect like the standards of like performance that we expect and stuff. Not true. Body standards, not true. The average dick is much smaller than I expected. I say that's as someone with like a very much like, you know, not packing. Size Queen's DNI. But like, my point is, you don't have to perform. You are you and, oh, one more thing. This reminds me of one more very important thing. As someone who grew up with the internet and like, we all know how much straight men are pandered to by like, like misogynist and like schlocky, disrespectful, dubiously consensual porn that is like unhealthy and like, like, I'm not shaming the people acting in them. I'm just saying the, the norms they portray and the way they portray sexual behavior, I find it to be unhealthy and unrepresentative of what really goes on in sex. 
as someone who was kind of grew up with this, I thought I was desensitized to a lot of sex, and I thought I would, you know, like, need to be expose myself to a lot of, like, intense stuff that I am not necessarily prepared for as a virgin to, like, you know, be able to get off. Um, and I don't think that's true. Ironically, like, having actual sex, like, showed me to appreciate the simpler things. So, you know, like, just, just fingering someone in the night and doing nothing else, like, I've done that, and that's one of some of the most fulfilling, like, intimacy I've ever had, because... Porn teaches you sex is about one thing, and it's not. It's about a million little things. It's about a little million sparkles that light up in your brain and give you this fuzzy feeling of, you know what? Maybe we're not alone in this cold and distant universe. Yeah. It, it is, yeah, I got a bit too existential at the end there, but essentially, sex is validating, and it is healing. It is healing from a lot of things. You don't have to be a porn star or look like one or behave like one or perform like one to mm -hmm. feel that. And I, I've had some virgins uh, sign up for my fan page after that interview and, uh, and and get some of my advice because I do give advice on my fan page. Now, I don't charge extra to talk to fans by chat on my fan page at all. Mm -hmm. So if I don't sex either of those. I'll give your mm -hmm. dick and your pants uh, in, those, in that sense. But um, I do like to help people. And so even just showing your story, I know, has helped people even just come to terms with, hey, he did it or, you know, you know what is the sex club idea? And so the advice that I give people, which, um, you know, is pretty, pretty consistent with how I live my life in general is fucking own it. If you're a virgin and own it, if you're going to put yourself on a Tinder profile and you don't want to be a virgin anymore, don't hide it. Don't think, how am I going to get past this sexual experience without letting them know? Walk walk around as if it's like a fucking badge of opportunity you know, that you're willing to give to one coveted person and treat it that way. And maybe you'll get a lot of rejection because people yep. don't necessarily want the inexperience, but you'll get someone who wants what you're fucking offering and then it will be real. It will be honest and you'll get your experience yeah. through that channel. Well, I definitely agree. Like a lot of people are into that, which I think is cool. You'll definitely find the kind like someone who is like into that and who yeah. you're into. It will definitely like reach out to me and say it's their fantasy on the wife's side to have, to have sex with a virgin. And, and I, that was what I was about you. And I said, well, I'm fresh out. Like, you know, you weren't a virgin anymore. So I wasn't able to offer you up. Yeah. But sorry. I'm, 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 I'm unfortunately out of that market. You missed your chance by right. three months, ladies. I'm sorry. It's a coveted Better luck next time. So yeah, it is. It is very much an opportunity. It is. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. And like, there is someone into anything. We just got to all learn to just be really honest and own the things about our bodies and, and our, in our lives that used to hold us back and just learn to thrive with them regardless. Like it's for me, I, I'm a curvy girl. Um, I learned to dress and not care. And instead I started to see my body as beautiful instead of shameful, even if it's like the same size. So there's a way of just like you said, changing your mindset without necessarily even changing your life and have that be the start of the change of your life. And uh, yeah. I hope everyone finds their way to where they need to go in terms of finding the, you know, their hope in their own life. If they're a virgin, if they're not a virgin, if they're just trying to find a new, a new start, a new tribe, a new place to feel welcome and wanted. I hope that they make the leap, maybe inspired by a bit of your story. Yeah. This is something I'm genuinely proud of. If you know, I helped someone out there or inspired someone out there. If someone's like, I'm going to die alone one night. And if they saw my video and they were like, maybe I won't, that guy didn't, maybe I won't. I am genuinely proud of that. And if you're out there, I'm sending you a hug from this moment. And leave a comment below and Teddy will have to come and check back 
every few weeks or whatever to see the new comments because people will want yeah, to. Yeah, I've gotten some extremely funny comments. I think my favorite was this guy's too confident to be a virgin. You're staging it. <laughs> I think about that comment sometimes and I just laugh to myself. I cannot keep a straight face now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, don't do that. Uh, like, I'll just laugh at you. Don't, don't like, try to, like, shame, like, shame people. Don't do that. But my point is, yeah, and, like, you know, I'll, like, I can absolutely, like, interact with folks under your comments if, if you'd be interested in that kind of thing, if, you know, with your moderation under your discretion. Uh, I'd be perfectly down to do that. Yeah, I am living a different life now. I am living, in many ways, a brighter life, a more intimate life, where I get to share more love with more people. And that is the best thing I could say about any given period of three and a half months. So do you go back to Turkey or are you staying here? It's kind of unclear. Actually, I'll take this moment for something since it came up. You might have heard Turkey over the last week was devastated by some incredibly uh, strong earthquakes. Uh, the last night, like tens of thousands of people are dead. More than 100,000 people are like basically homeless right now. Stuff like that. If you can spare anything, you know, I haven't done enough research myself, but please, you know, reach out, maybe reach out to the Turkish consulate, reach out to something, like someplace, the Turkish government's using, like, bank accounts to collect, like, collect donations. Uh, if you can pitch in, please pitch in. We only have each other out there. Uh, since it came up, and I mention this now because, because this happened, I don't know if or when I'll, I will go back. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know if I'll be able to go back anytime soon because, you know, like logistics will probably be a nightmare. National elections are coming up in the midst of all this. So who knows how that will go? There will be a lot. There's a lot of turmoil going on. There's a lot of grief and mourning going on. Hug someone you love in these times. Give them a hug to remember. I think, I think that's what I'll say on that regard. Well, thank you. You've been a wonderful interviewee, and thank you for making all the time for us again. And I'm sure I'll run into you again eventually because we seem to keep doing that. You will. You will. <laughs> awesome. Well, maybe one of the next times you'll be participating in one of the gangbangs I'm running for for someone. So maybe you'll be like, oh, sure, I'll take one. You know, like maybe yeah. that'll be your just, next just, just say the word. You know how to reach me. Um, Please yeah. do. Like, awesome. I'm chomping at the bit here. <laughs> uh, I'd love that. I'd love that. Awesome. Well, thank you, Teddy. All right. Well, thank you very much for having me. Take care of yourselves, everyone. And yeah. thank you again for letting me be here and everything you've done for me. Thank you. For sure. Thanks.